Hello, everybody. This is the show, Church of the Bulls Evolution. I missed my last show last week because I had COVID. I might still have it. It's been since Thursday, the following previous Thursday, and I've been kind of working my way through it. I've never had it before. It's been kind of unpleasant the first two days of coughing a lot. And they gave me some wrong medicine. I went to one of these urgent care places, and they prescribed this medication. I found out later when I went to the emergency room at Wilford Hall Hospital on Lackland Air Force Base that they prescribed me some non-FDA-approved drug. So I took this drug on Friday, the, when, what was it, Friday the 13th, 13, 17, 20, um, kind of count back. Anyway, it wasn't last Friday, it was Friday, and I woke up, actually I took it Thursday night, I woke up Friday morning, and all of a sudden, the walls kind of closed in, and I felt like passing out, I went on the And once I did that, I felt better. But I didn't want to take those drugs anymore. So I kind of hung in there until early Saturday morning. I didn't sleep very well because I was coughing all the time. And then I went to the hall and got some really good medication, some steroids and some an inhaler and some Mucinex, and some liquid that's called a viscous liquid that is for sore throats and also for sore mouths. You take a little bit in your mouth, you swish it around, you spit it out, and it kind of numbs your mouth. Well, it numbs the throat, too. And that was great. I felt like a million bucks on Saturday. And then the cough, after a couple of days, the cough still remained. So I took another COVID test Tuesday night. I still had it, still had COVID, but I've been working out every day. I'm not about to sit down. They say you're supposed to rest. Well, I get enough rest. I still like to go and do my walking and running. It's been keeping my head above the water, so to speak. I can't sit still, you know. I like to get out there and get some fresh air and sunshine, you know, so right now, the way I I stand, my status is I've got a little bit of a persistent cough. I went back Friday to Wilford Hall. Man, I tell you, you got to wait a long Air Force Hospital emergency room. I just got some stuff from my cough called Thessalonian Pearls, which pretty good. I've been taking some. I can't even tell the difference. The Mucinex maximum strength has worked better, I think. But I went back there Friday. I was there about almost six hours. Hurry up all. They don't take, they take their time. A little bit incompetent, but going to the urgent place, you know, because they did me wrong there. I went in the doctor, after the nurse did her usual checking of my 
blood pressure and temperature, etc. The doctor came in and she wasn't even going to test me for COVID. I said, well, could you please test me for COVID? So, okay, she sent the nurse back in. You know, in my throat. Says, you tested positive for COVID. Well, I kind of suspected that. Well, it's good. Anyway, so she don't kills me, you know. Is you care? No, I don't, actually. Well, at least I'll try a different one next time. Because I, on the other hand, don't have to wait several hours each time I go to the emergency room. When I went the first time, early Saturday morning, I got there about 6.30, and I left at about mm, close to noon. But that was waiting for the medicine, too. And I go down to pick my medicine at the discharge pharmacy, and the lady there says, uh, I've only got three out of the four. And uh, bronchitis? I said, I got COVID. <gasps> you shouldn't be down here. What are you doing here? You shouldn't be here. I said, oh, they just sent me here. They told me. So anyway, I had to buy my own Mucinex, and that cost like $33. Kind of expensive, you know. I hope you've been doing it all. You know, it seems like a lot of people are catching COVID. I wish it wasn't that way. I don't wish anybody to go through what I went through, which really isn't too much different than what I've been through before in the past. You know, when I've gotten sick, I've had the flu. About the same, you know, I, I've been coughing. I coughed so much that my throat started to hurt and it was hard to swallow. But I stuck it through, you know, I made it. Not too much different than before in the past. Other people are getting COVID. You know, as you know, President Trump had COVID. Vice President Harris had COVID. Mr. What's his name? The guy who's in charge of the uh, CDC. Cucci, whatever his name is. I forget his name. But he's the main man. He got COVID recently. So why should I feel bad, right? Everyone seems like a lot of people are catching it. And in my opinion... This is how I think I got it. Now, I've been around. I'm almost 68 years old. And I know my body pretty well. Better than most people. I know my body. <laughs> you know, better than the dog knows my body. Uh, and I'll take their word. They prescribe medication. I may or may not take it, depending on how I feel. I mean, I'll take it to begin with. And then if it doesn't work, like with that medicine I was telling you about, then I won't take it anymore. Because if I take it, continued to take it, I think it would have really done me some damage. Also, it's this new medication for COVID is supposed to be dangerous for the kidneys. And I told them, I said, I've got one kidney. I get to the pharmacy and I, I was asked, do you have any kidney problems? And I have one kidney. So she got on the phone and was calling the doctor. 20 minutes later, she still had contacted the doctor. And so I went to the back of the line. I came forward. To the Later on that night, my wife picked it up. Not I could play it because of my kidney. So I think it had some kind of effect on my kidney. And... 
assistant at Wilfred Hall, it's pretty common. This drug had an effect on kidneys and has caused nausea and vomiting, is what I went through. So anyway, I know my body. I've been around a while. I think I know how I got it. I went to my Toastmasters club not last Tuesday, but the Tuesday before. And we've only started going there in person, you know, because of the pandemic. Our Toastmasters club is the public speaking club. You know, we did speeches. I've only given a couple of speeches since we've been back in person. We get food. It's an IHOP. And I've gotten pancakes with protein and hash browns. And I've gotten French fries and onion rings. And as you may have heard, if you listen to my previous shows, I'm a vegan, 99.8% vegan. I'll eat some food that's got a little bit of dairy or a little bit of egg in it. Well, my only other option at the IHOP was to have an egg white omelet. I normally don't have an egg white omelet because it has a lot of egg in it, you know, right? But it seems like I was willing to give it a try a couple of times. And when I had tried it before, it was okay. I felt all right afterwards. But this time, it seemed like they gave me a nice COVID omelet. I don't know if someone back there in the, the cooking line had COVID or maybe... This is what my rationale is, my friend. And this is from Blake, okay? And like I said, um, pretty intelligent, well-read person. I've been around, worked for the Army for over 40 years, and that's not an easy thing. And in my opinion, COVID and other illnesses begin with the food we eat. Airborne, I just don't buy it. I'm sorry. That's just not my opinion. In my opinion, some of these illnesses like the flu, viruses, COVID, pneumonia, bronchitis, they all start with the food that we eat. And usually it could be salmonella or E. coli. And what that does, it morphs into a more complex kind of illness. For my case, it was COVID, I believe. I can remember eating that omelet and thinking, wow, it kind of tastes strange. So it might not have been fresh, you know. People don't serve up fresh food. You've been all through it before in the past. You know what I'm talking about. You eat some food that isn't fresh, and you're going to maybe get food poisoning, or you could get salmonella poisoning or E. coli poisoning, and that morphs nowadays, you know, because... It seems what was once the flu now is called COVID. Same symptoms, a little bit more aggressive of a strain. So the bottom line, my friends, is be careful when you know these restaurants. They care about your total well-being. Their main concern is to make money. They do their best at keeping food fresh, but not always is that sufficient. So a lot actually got a piece of fish. So, she sat right next to me. I looked good. And I said, 
Isn't that a little bit strange to you? And she said, yeah, it does smell a little bit fishy, but she had it and she didn't get sick. I guess the point is, these restaurants we go to, especially the lower quality ones like Average, IHOP, maybe Sea Island, they don't have a lot of money to spend on getting new supplies all the time, you know? So they'll stretch the food that they've got as much as possible at the risk of it being not fresh. And I believe that's what happened to me. I don't care what anybody said. I'll go toe-to-toe with a doctor. You know, I don't... I say I disagree, respectfully disagree. I'm entitled to my opinion. I'm mine, you know? I know my body better than you know my body. I mean, I'll listen to you. I might take some of the medications you prescribe. But if it doesn't feel good, I'm not going to continue to take it. I'll go somewhere else. I'll go to another doctor. You know? Well, I'm still working through this. I got a little bit of you. I haven't coughed yet. I just had something to eat before. I've got my water here. I've been trying to drink a lot of water, enough water. I went out today, went to the track, did two miles. Walked a mile, breathing through my nose, and then did um, 100-yard runs and 100-yard walk. And uh, it felt good. I like taking my shirt off, you know, it was 11 o'clock, walk around the track at that sunshine, fresh air. I like the rubber track. That's the way I feel right now because my only other options are running or walking on the pavement or the dirt track, which is dirty and dusty, and there's chiggers all around. The dirt track, like the rubber track, is free from traffic. (coughs) I take a drink of water. Every time I cough, I take a drink of water. That's my way of getting rid of it. That's slowly going away. You know, based on my past experiences, it is slowly going away. I don't like going through this either. I'm not going to say hate. I never say hate, but I say I strongly dislike being sick because it's like almost dying. You know, the way I felt not last Thursday, Friday, but the Friday, Thursday, Friday before was like, man, it was tough. But anyway, the track, the rubber track has some really good advantages like lessened impact. Better than the pavement, better than a dirt trail. Also, you don't have to mess around with traffic, compete with cars, which are noisy and stinky. And I'm to blame, too. I drive a car, although it's a four-cylinder, but they make a lot of noise, which I don't like, you know, especially the people that have these revved-up engines, you know. Bothersome. People will say, oh, noise pollution? Oh, I get used to it. No, you don't. It eats away at us. Noise pollution, I dare say, is more dangerous than pollution, my friends. I'm serious. Because that noise gets to us. It's like static kind of energy that affects our inner spirits, our inner beings, our astral beings. Just imagine if you park behind a, a jet getting ready for takeoff. You got out of your car, and it was only like maybe a couple hundred feet away. 
You know how that would feel? That noise? You think that wouldn't do your body any damage? Well, that same kind of vibration affects us through other sources that are not so loud, but still persistent in Really, believe me, noise pollution is more dangerous than air and water pollution. And where did I learn that from? I've talked about this before in other shows. It's about a man who was abducted by extraterrestrials. Abducted is not a good word because they took him to their home planet. And as he, he was kind of voluntold. But these are beings that have been monitoring our planet for thousands of years, have interacted before in the past, have assisted in the divine intervention we've had before in the past. They are the guardians, one of the guardians of our planet, by the higher powers that I mean, namely the mother and father God in heaven. And these are supposedly, from what I've learned, the one of the three most technologically and spiritually advanced in the Milky Way galaxy, and they're hermaphrodite, kind of like transgender extraterrestrials, about nine feet tall that I'd interacted before in the past. Easter Island were sculpted in their image many thousands of years ago, and uh, they had a hand in helping Moses get out of Egypt with the Hebrews. They uh, performed those miracles, you know, parting of the uh, Red Sea for one of them. You don't think um, that's possible? Or do you have another explanation as to how it happened besides Moses waving his, his staff? No, it doesn't happen that way. God doesn't work like that in the material world. Material technology works world. These extraterrestrials have the technology to part water, to they have tractor beams that can beam people on board their ship, beam them off their ship to whatever location on Earth. It's like in Star Trek. It's not a fantasy. Real, my friends. And also Jesus, when Jesus sent an extraterrestrial living on the planet of theirs, which is on a scale of one to nine, a number nine, which means on an evolutionary scale, it's the most advanced in the material universe, a Category 9 planet compared to a Category 1 planet, which is what we're living on here on planet Earth, which is at the very low end of the evolutionary scale. The differences are a planet Earth is a, what they call a planet of sorrows. It is also a planet in its evolution. Mother Gaia is a cosmic being in her own right. And she, too, is going through evolution like we are. If you haven't noticed already, there's a lot of animals that eat each other here on planet Earth. There's a food chain which is part of. There's a 101 different ways to die to include tsunamis, earthquakes, volcanoes, lightning, And a lot more. So you know what I mean? Plus, because of the atmospheric conditions and the, the natural disasters that happen here on Earth, 
it affects our psyche. And so not knowing any better, we evolved over the thousands of years and have been killing each other. And we still are through wars, conflicts, right? Anybody disagree with that? I didn't think so. And even today, the war in Ukraine is going on. So are we ever going to have peace? What do you think? If you understand the truth, it's all about the truth, my friends. The truth will set you free. Religion won't guide you to the 100% truth. It will show you some of the truth. But religion is a money-making business. You know that. It was developed over the centuries to control the masses through intimidation and fear. And they're not really concerned with the truth. All these different religions, each one claiming to profess the truth, you know, that's wrong. You can't have the Christians saying that Jesus was the Son of God and the the Muslims saying, no, he wasn't, he was just a prophet. And you could say, well, we're right and they're wrong, but they think they're right. So what makes you think that we're more right than they are? They're entitled to their beliefs and their opinions. And, of course, people have gone to war over this before in the past, right? You feel very strongly for your beliefs, but so do they. And it's come down to war and killing before, and if you get killed by them or you kill them, then it just means that you're not secure with your beliefs. You have to kill somebody because they don't believe what you believe. But if you believe the truth, you wouldn't have to do that. If you knew what the truth was, you wouldn't feel inclined to do that. So if I tell you that Christianity is not the only way to God, to the Father and the Mother. There are other religions that will take you there as well. If that bothers you, then what you believe in is not true, because you're not secure in your belief. So use religion as a stepping stone to get where you need to go spiritually. You are a spirit in a material body. When you go to sleep at night, and slip into unconsciousness. Your spirit leaves your body and goes to play in different locations around the planet, maybe in the solar system. You refresh your spirit. You come back. You solve some problems, some issues you've had during the day. And you wake up and you feel better, right? And you don't allow people to get you down. Because... My friends, there's always explanations as to why things happened before in the past. I remember when I was young, going through some issues, I was a rebel, you know. My parents were alcoholics. They used to smoke. And I've said this before in other shows. When are we truly responsible for our own actions? You might say 17, 18, you know, voting age. Drinking age 21. You might say when you move away from home, then you're truly responsible for your actions. But I submit to you that we're not really responsible for ourselves until our parents pass away, like mine did back in 1999. 
My dad died. Ten days later, my mom died. And then I felt alone, truly alone. And I realized that some of the things that I'd done before in the past, I wasn't responsible for because I was under the influence of my parents. I could say also I was under the influence of alcohol and drugs, but mainly alcohol and alcohol, my friends. The drug, the legal drug, makes me laugh when they they talk about other drugs, you know, and and the problems people have that are going on right now. People trying to make money selling drugs, they should legalize. And I've talked this be, about this before in the past. Because we are all individuals. We don't belong to each other. We're born here in this world. We're separate spirits. Yes, we might belong to our parents for a while, or you consider us belonging to our parents, but it's not really true. We're separate individual spirits, which need the help of our parents to grow. It's like a, a mother grizzly raises her cubs, and when they get to a certain age, she doesn't feed them anymore, and they have to get out on their own. But, you know, this world we live in can be a confusing place, because on one hand, they'll tell you that drugs are not good, and I agree. Don't get me wrong. I think drugs are a curse. You shouldn't need to take a drug to feel good, you know? There's so many other options, like getting out like I do every day and walking and running, breathing in that fresh air, getting high on life. But alcohol is a legal drug that's been ruining families for thousands of years. Are you hooked to alcohol? I'm not. I gave it up. Even if you say that you can drink in moderation, I know probably not true. I've seen it before. I've seen it destroy my parents, even though they live to be a ripe old age, and I'm grateful for that. And I can't judge you, you know, because I used to drink, but I just thought I'd let you know, since this is my show and I can talk about anything, that if you can get rid of alcohol in your life, you made a big stride forward in your spiritual development. Guaranteed. But it you want to continue drinking, that's fine. You have free will. That's one thing Mother and Father God gave you when you were born into this world, free will. And if you want to destroy your life, you want to do whatever you want to do, you can. Free will. It's great. But then again, it also has to be tempered with knowledge, experience, me, when I was still drinking, I was getting in trouble. And I could tell that I was getting out of hand, out of control. So I quit cold turkey. And I was set free. It felt good. That was the year I was born again, too. And that's another thing. You can always be born again to release yourself from that guilt of the past. If you want to put your faith in Jesus, or your mother and father God. But you know what? As children of God, and we all are children, just like Jesus taught us to pray, our Father, who art... <coughs> Excuse me. 
no drink water. Our Father who art in heaven. Anybody that believes in the teachings of Jesus has to understand and believe that what he said there was that we're all the children. There is no only one son. So that's a contradiction there. But I know that we are all the children of God. And when I hear them say John 3.16, I'm secure. I don't get angry. I don't get upset. Because I know that they are where they're at in their spiritual development. And if they want to believe that, that's up to them. One day we'll all know the truth. When we make that transition to the afterlife, a lot will be revealed to us. Just like that. Our souls, which are born into this world, passing through the river of oblivion where the memories of our past life are erased and that access to universal knowledge are erased, will once again be having, will have instant access to universal knowledge. Any question that we can pose in our mind will be answered. And that's in the future. You know, but in the meantime, my friends, let's just enjoy each day, one day at a time. The world is rotating on its axis, right? We can't see it happen, yet it's going fast, like 600 miles an hour. And we're revolving around the sun, just like we did last year and the year before and 10 years before, 50 years ago. When I graduated from high school, almost 50 years ago, 49 years ago, on the 23rd of June, 1973, I was thinking about that the other day. 50, it's time for our 50-year reunion. And still, we're revolving around the sun, and then our solar system's revolving around the Milky Way galaxy. Now, we don't think about that too often. I don't, you know, but it's, it's an amazing thing that we're a part of here, our situation. On a beautiful planet that's alive, a cosmic being in its own light, going through the evolutionary process just like we are. Every day around this world, around this planet, approximately 40,000 people die. And maybe not quite that many are born every day. Yet, we're content to live our lives for granted. Don't ask too many questions about what's going on. We live our lives, we do our jobs, we look after our children. We go out, we intermingle with society. And yet we have all these problems that are going on. I tell you, there's never a dull moment. Now it's about abortion. You know, uh, Roe versus Wade being overturned. And I was telling my son the other day, I think I was, anyway, I'm okay either way. You know, I understand how women need to have that right not to have someone tell them what they can do with their bodies, you know. Abortion shouldn't happen, but it does. Things come up. You know, situations, sometimes a woman's life might be in danger with a with a, a complicated pregnancy, or there might be rape or incest, you know, which could be handled 
on a case-by-case basis by hopefully some wise people that would know what to do rather than just shut their minds, you know? We need people with open minds about this. You know, I'm kind of leaning more towards the women because they've been treated as a minority until just recently. They only got the right to vote last century. They only started getting equal recognition, equal pay. A minority. They've been a minority. Women, the mother of our children, who raised our children, who raised Ahmed over there in Saudi Arabia, yet they treat them like dogs over there. Some do, anyway. No respect. Women don't get any respect. Reminds me of Rodney Dangerfield. I don't get any respect. Women don't get any respect. Because why? Because their intelligence levels are not up to where they should be. You know, this is the 21st century. It behooves every single human being on this planet to increase their intelligence levels, to understand where they came from, where they're going, what's going on with our planet and the universe. If there are extraterrestrials out there, are we alone in the universe? And I've said this before. I love saying it. I'll say it again. All this life on Earth, over a million types of insects, over 30,000 types of fish, over 10,000 types of birds, 10,000 types of reptiles, 9,000 types of amphibians, 5,000 types of mammals. Hey, don't you know there's a lot of different bodies out there with all kinds of arms and legs and eyes and wings and stuff? If all that happened by accident, all that life happened by accident, logically, and it requires us to have logical minds in this 21st century, my friends. Logically, it could happen anywhere. I'm talking about anywhere, anywhere in the universe. In that first solar system that was created right after the Big Bang, or maybe in a solar system that was created after our solar system was created, you know, because solar systems have been created all time. The edges of infinite space are expanding as we speak. Infinite space, imagine that. It's like eternal space. Your eternal soul, did you know you have an eternal soul in you? Your soul will not die. It goes on. I hope that didn't blow you away. I think you kind of knew that. We know these things because, you know, we're everything that we need to be. We we have all the potential within inside of us. We have all the answers. We have access to universal knowledge. We have access to superintelligence. Each and every human being does. Now, some people, well, they're not raised properly. There's a history of mental illness in their family and their genes. Therefore, you have some people that do these active shootings. Have you known any active shooter in the recent past that didn't have mental illness? No. I think without exception, every one of them had some kind of mental illness. Like the cigarette you have all day. You uh, walked around uh, with a bag of dead cats, killing cats. <laughs> That's not something a normal person does. Yet, that was a red flag that other people should have seen. But did they speak out? No. It behooves us to speak out about people like that. See these warning signs, these red flags, you know? Tell somebody. That's what they tell us in the Army. You see something? Say something. Have the courage, you know? Have the courage to say something. Don't you know there's an epidemic of cowardice going on right now in the world? That 
you stop on the side of the road, you see an accident, a car's on fire, how are you going to react? Are you going to go try to save the person? Do you have the courage to do that? I do. I would. I can tell you. That's the truth. It's never happened, but I, I would. Because I've helped situations before like that, in situations like that before. And I know who I am. And I know that I couldn't live with myself if I didn't help somebody, a fellow human being in trouble, to do what I, I mean, even if it meant burning my hands. I saw a guy on Facebook the other day. I think he was an African. His face was burned horribly. You know what he did? He went into a wildfire, like out on the plains, I guess, and saved a four-year-old girl from getting burned to death. He went in there, and with the strength of his will and determination, that pain and suffering, saved her life and brought her out. But in the meantime, his face was burned. Now, there is a man after my own heart, courageous, and now I have to live after his life with a horribly scarred face. But more people like him in this world, you know, in this world full of cowards all over the place. You know what I'm talking about. Well, I think I'm going to transition my friends reading from my favorite book, Abduction to the Ninth Planet. I've told you this before. You should get that book. If you read it, you'll be pleasantly surprised just how funny the author is, how intelligent he is. He's since passed away. May God bless his soul. This is not fantasy. This is not science fiction. These beings are out there. I told you, I gave you my explanation of why we're not alone. There's life out there. Now, when it comes to sentient life, these beings... Well, yes, there's no proof. They haven't landed in your backyard. You haven't been able to touch them and see them with your own eyes. doesn't mean they don't exist. Right? They're out there, but they know that we're going through our problems, you know, the human race right now. It's worth Active shooters, abortion, gun laws all kinds of stuff, not only in America, but around the world, you know. Some countries are doing a lot better than the United States than, in many respects. We're the only country in the world that doesn't have universal health care. Isn't that strange? You know, I don't know what's more important, making sure everybody has health care or paying higher taxes, you know? Personally, I'm more inclined to pay taxes for people who can't afford it one way or the other. Also, education, having free education, that should be accessible to everybody. I think as a society, we would have a a warm, fuzzy feeling, know that we're taking care of our fellow human beings, making sure that their basic needs are met, they have shelter and food and access to health care and free education. That would make us 
feel better, even though we're paying more taxes. Because you really feel content knowing that even though you've got lots of money that other people don't, and they're having a hard time, especially now with this inflation, you know, high gas prices. And you might call that socialism. Well, you know what I say about people that not socialism? They're unkind. They just, they don't envision a world where we look after our fellow human beings. They probably don't give money to homeless people either, like I do. And all the while in the background, remember that this country was blessed by the Creator, a mother and father God. And the supreme creator of the universe is also there, you know, in that chain of command, if you will, that you don't have to go through an intermediary to access. You have direct access to the creator of the universe. You don't need mother and father God. You don't need Jesus. You don't need Muhammad. You don't need Vishnu. You, as a child of God, as a spirit and a soul living in a material body, can have direct access to the creator of the universe. Do me a favor. Say a prayer tonight. Go outside in your backyard and say, Supreme creator of the universe, God, talk to me, please. Say something to me. Thank you for this beauty. I look up at the stars in the sky and know there are millions of them, and each one is a separate solar system. I think how great you are, God. You are awesome. Say those prayers. Pray to the creator of the universe, please. And you'll know that's the right way to say a prayer. You don't need intermediaries. You're just as worthy as Jesus. Jesus that died on the cross is your brother. He came here to save the world. He accomplished his mission. And now, centuries later, that what he did is still ongoing and we're grateful for that, but you don't need him to communicate with the mother and father God, and you don't need the mother and father God to communicate with the supreme creator of the universe. You have to understand that the solar, each solar system was created individually, and part of the plan of the creator of the universe was to have co-creator gods of solar systems a mother and father God, who are just like us, who at one time went through their own evolutionary process, living on planets, evolving through that process of reincarnation until they achieved that status of co-creator God and knew how to use words to create matter, to create spirit children, to create planets and suns. In the Bible, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and nothing was created without the Word. That's when you get to know how really to use words, just like we're speaking, I'm speaking right now. But when you really understand about words and what words to speak specifically and how to put those cosmic powers and forces motion by using those words, a synchronicity of thought and work, that's what creation begins to happen, my friends. But anyway, let me get my book out here because I'm running short on time. I'm 6.47. As I mentioned to you before, this is one of my favorite books. It's my Bible, so to speak. I love the Bible, too. 
but I love this book. I've been reading it since, oh, around 1999. <coughs> Take a drink of water. So these ETs, they're out there, okay? Now, they might not appear in our lifetimes, and I'm kind of disappointed about that because if they did, and there are others besides them, which could lead the way in a, a summit contact between our two species where they would share their technology with us and we could become space travelers just like they are. They would cure diseases. Hello? Hello? Cure diseases like covid cancer, heart disease. They know how. They've been in existence millions of years longer than we have. It's logical, my friends. They're out there. I guarantee it. They're looking at us like like a big brother who's in the twelfth grade looks on a a smaller brother who's in kindergarten or the first grade. They see what we're going through. They know that we're evolving. It's a process. It takes time. But that doesn't make them better than us, or it doesn't make us worse than them. It just means that in the university of the universe, we've just begun to grow. We've just begun to learn. And this planet that we're on right now is ideal for some of us because I think it's safe to say that a lot of young souls live on this planet, which means it may be their first life or they don't have too many past lives under their belts. Some are old souls, advanced souls, who come back to help the young souls, just like Jesus who died on the cross did. Better be just like an avatar, blue body and they can create human bodies just the same way. They have the technology. That's all it is, my friends, good technology. And they have the knowledge to do it because they've been around a lot longer than us. Just think how far we've come over the last 150 years. Everything we've been able to accomplish, putting a man on the moon. I want to call my stepdaughter in Tokyo, FaceTime her, I can. We have ultra-modern vehicles that fly to the skies, on the roads. Our technology is pretty good, wouldn't you say? Not to mention other stuff, you know, television, radio. But if we accomplish what we did in 150 years, just imagine what we could do in a thousand. These that are out there, they've been going through what we went through, what we're going through now, over millions of years. Millions of years. It's hard to comprehend, isn't it? Anyway, let me read from anywhere. I'm going to try to find a place um, where he said that he was coming back. He'd been on their planet for 10 days.
okay, uh, well, I can't find that. Maybe, well, maybe, I'm still looking. Hold on, please. <laughs> well, since I can't find it, I should have found it before. Let me read from here. Talking about noise pollution. Let me turn the light on here. Okay. They are making a big mistake for the source of the coming disasters is the pollution, which is a growing daily on your planet, and its consequences will be felt very soon, much sooner than you can imagine. The people of Earth must not do as the child forbidden to play with fire. The child is without experience, and in spite of the prohibition, he disobeys and burns himself. Once burnt, he knows that the adults were right. He won't play with fire again, but he will pay for his disobedience. Unfortunately, in the case that concerns us, the consequences are much more serious than the burn of a child. It is the destruction of your entire planet that is at risk, with no second chance if you don't place your trust in those who want to help you. It interests us to see the recently established ecological movements that are gaining in momentum and power, and that the young people of Earth are carrying other sensible people along with them in their fight against pollution. There is only one solution, as Archie told you, the grouping of individuals. A group is only as powerful as it is large. Those whom you call the conservationists are becoming stronger and stronger and will continue to do so. But it is vital that people forget their hatred, their resentment, and especially their political and racial differences. This group must be internationally united, and don't tell me that it is so difficult, for already on Earth there exists a nonviolent and very large international organization, the International Red Cross, which has been functioning effectively for quite some time. It is this group include in its programs not only the conservation of the environment from direct damage, but from indirect damage as well, such as that which results from smoke exhaust fumes from vehicles, smoke from factories, and so on. The wastewater from large towns and factories, which is chemically treated, is also harmful and empties into river systems and oceans. Smoke from the USA has already caused more than 40 lakes in Canada to become sterile by means of the acid rain it provoked. The same thing is occurring in Northern Europe, pollution from French factories, and the German were. Now we come to another kind of pollution that is of no small concern, though people might readily dismiss it. As the great Thaur, I told you, one of their elders, noise is one of the most noxious pollutants, for it upsets your electrons and unbalances your physical compartment. I haven't yet mentioned those electrons to you, 
and I see you are not following me very well. A normal human astral body contains approximately 4 billion trillion electrons. These electrons have a lifespan of approximately 10 billion trillion of your years. They were created at the moment of creation. And when you die, 19% rejoin the electrons of the universe until required by nature to form a new body or a new tree or animal, and the 81% rejoin your higher self. I don't quite follow you, I interrupted. I know, but I intend helping you to understand. An astral body is not quite what you would call a pure spirit. On Earth, there is a belief that the spirit is made of nothing. This this is false. The astral body is composed of billions of electrons, exactly marrying your physical shape. And each is capable of retaining as much information as is contained in all the books that filled the shelves of an average town library. I see you are staring wide-eyed at me, but it is as I say. This information is coded like a microfilm containing all the plans of an industrial installation that a spy would be able to pass in a cufflink, though much more miniaturized than that. Certain physicists... I've got one minute, my friends. So, I'll stop reading. I wish you a pleasant week. I hope you stay well. And here's a prayer. Create the universe. I love you. We love you. Please continue to help us in all of our issues that we're going through. Guide us, protect us, keep us safe and well. Help us in any way we need it, Creator. Thank you for everything. Goodbye, everybody. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.